have we finally hit the bottom? There are hot comics on this list that have officially become so affordable that they're trending. Let's get into it. Another week, another list. Got the comic sensei in the casa. Hit the like and subscribe and rough on you. Introduce number 10. Number 10 on the list, Batman Adventures 12. We all know this as the perpetually relevant key that is the first appearance of Harley Quinn in comic books. Now, we report that it's a $1.2,000 average sale. It's a super hot book, and a recent high 9.8 went for $2,800 in a buy it now. Normally, we wouldn't be talking about a book that's so expensive except for the fact that we are seeing a 183% increase in copies sold this week. This book is absolutely trending. People are absolutely spending money on it. But after multiple failed Harley Quinn movies, why are we talking about it this week? Because despite any lulls found at the box office, we're going to keep seeing Harley Quinn make appearances, let alone the fact that Joker 2 is slated for next year featuring Lady Gaga. We also have James Gunn, who you know is going to have to utilize Joker, and he would be a fool not to utilize Harley Quinn at some point in this world building that he's doing. And then let's uh, chat about this recent isekai trailer. When a character in a narrative is transported to a different world other than their own, it's called isekai, especially a manga style, which is going to be featured on screen with Harley Quinn and Joker both. This anime looks stunning, fabulous, and I was kind of surprised how much I want to see this. I absolutely agree. Suicide Squad Isekai looks incredible. And the fact that DC's Infinite Earths lends itself to the DC characters going to other worlds that they haven't experienced before, it totally makes sense. A really great Batman DC anime, Batman Ninja was released in 2018. That was another one of those where stylistically it's very, very cool. And I love to see the manga anime aesthetic crash into the DC world. The characters just look so cool. Number nine on the list is Marvel Super Heroes Secret Wars, issue number seven, debuting in 1984, seeing $20 average sales and $330 for a CGC 9.8. When this book came up on spec radar years ago, it's because of She-Hulk. This is the first time that She-Hulk battles Titania, but there's another key appearance, key moment in this comic book, and it's the first appearance of Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter. We got confirmation a while back that Sydney Sweeney was going to portray Spider-Woman, which spiked this book up initially. Well, we got a quote recently describing this movie that a lot of people thought wasn't going to happen as a thriller. Not so much an action movie. They're definitely taking some risks over at Sony, putting a lot of money into animation, but also mature R-rated films kind of going the DC route. I'm thinking Craven here and now with Madam Web. A thriller being described as has people really keeping an eye on this book, mostly because it hit heights of over $600 at one point. Now that you can get it for $330, the most recent sale was $225. An increase of 138% says that people are definitely going to be watching this movie next year in February when it drops. With the recent passing of an incredible comic book icon, John Romita Sr., we felt it only fitting to bring up another one of his very, very underrated artistic projects. Number eight on the list, Barbie number one. We are seeing $10 average sales and a high CDC 9.8 of $299. And yes, John Romita Sr. did the interior art. People don't know about that. No, yo. they don't. <laughs> they definitely get a, a nice grin when people are informed about the legend being tied to Barbie number one. There's an increase of 167% after Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, the trailer for Barbie dropped. It actually looks pretty fun. 
a lot of people don't realize there's an actual Barbie cartoon that is absolutely fantastic. Yo, I like grew up with infants and little kids in the households. You know, my sisters and brothers are all 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. You got to watch Barbie, the animation. It's hysterical. <laughs> and you can definitely see that they're pulling a lot of the comedy from that type of narrative. You know, a realistic version of this fantasy world. But this is live action. Even their feet aren't flat. Like, they have arches as human beings in the trailer. It looks really funny. But what I find interesting is that they've actually kept it really, really tight. Not letting anybody know anything about this movie. Even with them keeping the plot tightly under wraps, this book is still causing a 167% increase in copies sold. Now, as far as graded copies go, there's only 46 copies at a 9.8 on the CDC census, and you would think with as much time as we knew about this movie, more copies would be there. We're still just kind of seeing the fandom. Are we going to see just the Barbie fans or just the comic book people? As the trailer says, if you love Barbie, you're going to love this movie. If you hate Barbie, you're going to love this movie. I'm excited to see it. It really looks fantastic, and the cast is incredible. The movie drops in two weeks, July 21st. We're already hearing rumors of Ryan Gosling getting a Ken spinoff and seeing that there is a review embargo. They're really trying to keep this under wraps. I'm excited to see where they take us. And utilize Code Tom 101 on the best comic app in existence. It's called Key Collector Comics if you want to support the show, but enhance your comic collecting. You were out of the office for a long time. How did you keep up with all things comic books, Russ? Oh, my gosh. Even from the hospital bed, I was reading what the trending 20 was every single week. I was keeping up on my new comics because even though I was out for medical reasons, I knew coming back to the shop, I was going to have to be up on all the hottest books. Use that code. Keep up with us. We source all of our comic book information. There was a recent update on Key Collector. Used to only just have the keys, you know, which was a really powerful tool. You know, you skip all the stuff that's kind of fluff, the stuff that you don't need to know about if you're actively hunting. But there was an update of over 400,000 comic books to the app, and you can actually switch off just the keys and see everything. It's essentially your price guide on your phone in its entirety. Number seven on the list, Hulk number one, which is proving itself to be another one of these modern, perpetually relevant books. Only released in 2008, this is the first cover appearance of Red Hulk General Thunderbolt Ross. We are seeing $80 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $359. It's 146% increase in copies sold. And while we know we are a very long ways away from the Thunderbolts movie, we had a bit of a cheeky conversation with uh, Anthony Mackie about uh, Harrison Ford and a pair of pants. So Anthony Mackie's on set with Harrison Ford in a couple pictures. They're sitting down. They're having some beers. I don't know what they're right. doing. Okay? And Harrison Ford is clearly in some pants that are shredded. So... <laughs> The whole thing with this book is, will Harrison Ford go full Red Hulk? We all expect it. I don't think it's going to be a surprise when we see it. However, we don't know if it's going to happen yet. And seeing shorts that are ripped up indicates that he's probably going to Hulk out. Well, Anthony Mackie was in an interview because he's doing like a twisted metal show. It's a live action, you know, from like the PlayStation days, you know, guns on the car and all that. Pretty cool. And he had this to say about Harrison Ford and his pants. See, Harrison and I, we go way back. A lot of people don't know this. This is our second time working together. He came down to Atlanta, and they lost his luggage. So I gave him a pair of pants. But those are my work pants from working in the yard. Harrison, he's a curmudgeon. And he goes, Anthony, just give me the damn pants. And I was like, all right. So that's all it was. 
He just needed some pants. You know, when Harrison Ford says, give me your pants, I'd do it. What would you do in that situation, comic fam? Would you lend Harrison Ford your pants? But real talk, I think this is actually probably confirmation that he's going to fully Hulk out because he's spinning this funny, silly story about pants. And we're also hearing rumors that Thunderbolts, possibly General Ross, may be featured in Secret Invasion over on Disney Plus at some point throughout this series. It's only going to spike this book up more, considering that this comic has hit heights of $750 for a CGC 9.8 and can be purchased for under $250 right now. Maybe a good time to buy. Number six on the list, The Return of Kobe Smulders. 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 New Avengers number four, first appearance of Maria Hill in the Marvel comic books. And as we know, Kobe Smulders came back and reprised her role as Maria Hill in the new Secret Invasion show. Spoiler alert, she did not last very long. I'm looking at the credits and it's like special guest star Kobe Smulders. I'm like, oh. Maybe we only get one spec. And Tom and I have been talking about this exact book, New Avengers number four, since like 2018, I think even five years ago when we first had rumors that Secret Invasion was going to happen, Kobe Smulders was going to come back and be Maria Hill. She's again. a director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one mm-hmm. point. Like, she's a major character. I haven't seen her in years. And they killed her off in the first episode. I have no idea. Scroll, 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 scroll. But $12 average sales and a high CGC 9.84, And that's actually really high. Because market price seems to be more realistically between 65 and 75. It's still a 200% increase in copies sold because of this appearance. And there are a lot of copies on the census, 275 9.8s. Realistically, if you could buy a copy on eBay for $65, you could probably go get a really nice looking raw copy for between 10 and 15 bucks. Grade it yourself and even save some money. I love the cover. It's an absolutely beautiful cover. And really, this is probably not one of those books that's going to spike to an incredible high. The all-time high was $156, and that was back in January of 2022. So hold tight on this. Even if you're a Maria Hill fan, I really don't see this book going up a whole lot. Join the mystery mail call. We need your support. We've been doing this video for over five years. We hit our five-year anniversary (laughs) just last week. That means for over 250 weeks straight, every single week, whether I was sick, whether I didn't want to do it, or whether I did want to do it, but I messed up the recording and had to do it again. (laughs) I was here. So support what we do. And we'll send you comics every month, you know? Link in the description, comictom101.com. We're sending everybody a key comic in their box. Every box gets four to five comic books. We tend to do more than one exclusive. But the guaranteed exclusive across the board is ASM 26, Peach Momoko cover, Death of Kamala Khan. And if a Peach Momoko book wasn't enough to get you to hit that button, there is an incredibly stunning silk number one with the cover by Bjorn Berend. You gotta sign up this month. It is an amazing value. 35 bucks. We send it in a box with love and gratitude. And let's look at number five on the list because you remember weeks ago we were talking about ruins. Yes, TikTok glommed onto the fact that Ruins was an alternate universe for Marvel and just a super, super dark end for a lot of Marvel characters. Well, that book, which is 20 years old, by the way, is spiking because of the community at large and the mainstream learning about it for the first time. Well, it's happening again this week. We warned you about FOMO last week. Well, we're warning you about FOMO again this week. Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow Number 1 by Chip Zdarsky. This came out in 2021. It's a what-if narrative, but it is over the course, I believe, of five issues. And it covers what if Peter Parker never got rid of the black suit. And it gets dark. 
Peter starts killing people. It is amazing. Everyone needs to read this. $5 average sales, 9.8s for $40. What does that tell you? It's just a break-even proposition at this point. I mean, there's 132 copies at a CDC 9.8. And if you're spending $5 on a raw copy, $30 to get it graded, ship it there, ship it back, whatever, you're really looking at about 40 bucks after all is said and done. I mean, yeah, you could get it done on your own, but... I mean, this seems like a lot of work for a book that is probably not going to have any payoff. Especially when you consider the last CGC 9.8 sale was $26. A buyer lost money. However, this is another story that hit the mainstream over on TikTok. We're seeing the effects of short-form content as it pertains to comic book readership. A lot of people don't read their comics. That's what I suspect. And when they get a glimpse, a little bit of marketing, because heaven forbid the publishers do any marketing on their damn books, people love it. They love comics. Mm -hmm. This right here excites me, not because of the spec, but because of the Chip Zdarsky goodness, but also because this shows that when people can be introduced, just a taste of what these stories contain, they go all in. This is the proof. Number four on the list, Venom 2099. Number one, we are seeing $8 average sales and a recent high CDC 9.8 for $99. This is the first appearance of the second Venom 2099, Aaliyah Bell. And that $99 sale seems to actually be the market. I know there were some outliers, some lower sales in the $40 to $50 range, but it seems to have recovered and a 280% increase in copies sold this week. Spidey 2099 number one, Miguel O'Hara, is officially the hottest book in the world week over week because of how affordable it is, but also the demand is very high and the supply is indeed there. It's outperforming ASM 365 for the first time in comic history over this last month. Seeing a futuristic version of a character being utilized in the animation has provided a lot of hope in these multiversal characters. And considering we're going to likely see alternate versions of Spider-Gwen, which is why we were seeing so many spikes on Spider-Gwen Shadow clones in recent weeks, members are looking for other Sony-verse characters that they may do a spin on. Why not Venom? At this point, it seems like everyone in the Marvel Universe has been Venomized. The previous, the, the, the Spider-Shadow book we just talked about, almost all of the Avengers got Venomized. That's true. Captain that. America was Venomized. Um, I want to say The Thing, as well as Mr. Fantastic. Everyone gets that treatment. There was a Venomverse crossover where they Venomized Thanos and a whole lot of the baddies from the MCU. So realistically, even if we're just flashing forward 75 years to 2099 and venomizing more people, okay, that's fine. We're just creating more characters. So if they're going to put them into a movie, again, anyone can be venomized. I think of all the characters in the animation that Miguel O'Hara was one of the biggest surprise hits. And the community clearly is backing this futuristic version of the spider characters amongst a plethora of Venomized characters, when you add that fact that 2099 is a place that people want to go back to, they want to see characters from this world, it makes a spec like this rise to the top compared to others. I like it. Dude, you did so many giveaways on Whatnot yesterday. It was insane. Folks, if you're not following Tom over on Whatnot, you gotta be doing it. You are missing out. We've given away over $10,000 in comic books in the last six months. Join us on Whatnot. Link in the description to get a $10 credit after your first purchase. And you support the show, but you don't actually have to buy anything to enter any one of these giveaways. I gave away a Zelda 1, first Shang-Chi yesterday, Spectacular Spider-Man 90, classic Doom cover was given away, first appearance of Gru the Wanderer was given away. Link in the description. Join us on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles, and let's chat 
at the list at number three, Daredevil 270. A Daredevil book from the 1980s on this list, Tom? Absolutely, folks. This is the first appearance of Blackheart, the son of Mephisto. We are seeing $30 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $280. Now, Sasha Baron Cohen is supposed to be playing Mephisto in the new Ironheart show, and there are a few rumors out there that if we're seeing Mephisto, we may very well see his son, Blackheart. The Blackheart spec started way back during the WandaVision days when the Mephisto spec was off the chain. It hit $500 heights back in 2021. Now that you can pick it up for under 300, members are seeing this as potentially good spec because there's some meat on that bone, potentially. An increase of 360% in copies sold after the category Nick's picks on Key Collector Comics put this comic on the spec list to consider. Nick's picks is a category that gets updated weekly by the creator of Key Collector Comics, highlighting books that he thinks are worth you considering. Now, normally you wouldn't expect the creator of an app to be so hands-on, but the fact that Nick goes through and uses his extensive comic book knowledge to pick books that he feels are undervalued is an absolutely underutilized tool. you got to use the code for that app. Now, leaks about the Riri show is officially happening, but nothing's confirmed. This is what is being said. Mephisto will mostly be seen in his human form in Ironheart, while only giving glimpses of his true form. Mephisto has the hood, stealing tech from him to build an advanced bio suit in Ironheart. I'm excited to see Sasha Baron Cohen play anybody in the MCU. I'm most excited to see the hood. That is a character that nobody's been specking on, and I think people are really going to be missing out if they're not in on it. And then number two on the list is Uncanny X-Men 266, the first appearance of Gambit. Yes, we have another hot book, an extremely expensive book that's been on the hot 10 recently that's trending this week. What does that mean, Russ? I think what it means is the general public agrees that the price is actually fair. When you're talking on the hot 10 list, you're seeing a 9% increase, a 15% increase, and you may see books on there that just have an outlier price. And is that going to be the new market value? With Uncanny X-Men 266, for it to show up on the trending list, that means it's really recent high prices are exactly what everyone thinks is fair. When we're seeing that it's $775 for a high CDC 9.8, there are a ton in the $720 to $750 range. And for newsstands to be between $2,500 and $2,800, that seems to be a price that everyone in the market agrees on, not just one or two people that are trying to buy the best copy. The average high sale is $260 for a raw copy. When a book is so hot and then at the same time starts to trend aggressively, it means that the adjustment period is possibly coming to an end, at least as it pertains to this book. And not to mention, we were just talking about this same thing that another book on this list was experiencing, Batman Adventures number 12. We're hearing Channing Tatum may possibly finally be taking on the role of Gambit in Deadpool 3. Not confirmed. You know, we do have Ben Affleck confirmed as being on the set, likely taking on his former role as Daredevil again. Could we be seeing a Gambit featured for the first time in a way that collectors and fans would enjoy? I mean, this has been a rumor for over a decade, and I would be excited to see Channing Tatum play Gambit. And with Deadpool number two, the fact that we got to see Deadpool and Cable in their frenemy relationship on the screen, I think it would only make sense to introduce Gambit in the next Deadpool movie. 
like, subscribe. We're going to be here every seven days covering this rapidly moving marketplace. It's getting busy, and I love it. At the list at number one, we have a brand new comic book that just came out, and there are multiple reasons to spec on it, and it's showing in the sales. Extreme Venomverse, issue number four, the 1 in 25 ratio variant. We are seeing $100 average sales for this book. We are seeing high sale of $175, and I believe that is going to continue to climb because we have auctions that are already over $100, and Buy It Now is listed for $200 now. It's a brand new book this week, but it is an incredible cover by Takashi Okazaki featuring Nekroko, who is a new Venom symbiote. I love this. It is very stylistic, very much a Harajuku girl style Venom. And the fact that you have to think about Takashi is the one that created Afro Samurai and Batman Ninja, which we mentioned earlier. It's an incredible aesthetic that I think really hits a lot of the fandom that we don't normally see crossovers with. Not to mention that we're seeing even more multiversal characters. Marvel is actively trying to introduce new versions of characters that they know is a safe bet that if anything takes off, could get their own solo series. And clearly this one has to be on top of their radar. It's a unique take. And this run needs to be on everyone's pull list because every issue has so many intriguing stories by A-listers. Peach Momoko has a horror narrative in one of these issues. It is something to keep an eye out for spec, for covers, and for narrative as well. So this feels a lot like Edge of Spider-Verse, where they keep introducing more and more spider characters. And even in the solicitation, they mention that you're going to see never-before-seen Venom symbiote. So if you're not in on Extreme Venomverse, what are you waiting for, guys? You should really be buying this. Plus, couple that with all of the new characters. We have superstars like Merc Andolfo, Ryan North, Paolo Siqueira, bringing this all together to get you Venom stories that you have never thought about. Like and subscribe, and as always, geek responsibly. Enough. Sad.